You're listening to the voice of Doc. I'm Kaki, your faithful fireside companion, and today's story is Dragon Slayer by Greg Luterman, who won the Ursa Major Award last year for his novel Small World. Greg has several novels up on Amazon, but after they banned his erotica for being too spicy, he now asks everyone to shop for his books directly from his website at gre7g.com or to support him through his Patreon at patreon.com slash gre7g. Please enjoy Dragon Slayer by Greg Luterman. How I managed to miss Sir Henry clanking through the chambers that led to my cavern, I certainly do not know. It was quite a surprise, considering his lavish costume. But when I get busy, I could just tune the entire world out. Meyer teaches me to no end about that. He was dressed from head to toe in a lovely suit of armour that had been polished to a mirror surface. The edges were trimmed with copper and his breastplate was painted with a forest green fleur-de-lis. His jackal-head-shaped helm had been made by Glamorgan's finest smith. I had just set the kettle to boil and was running in a hundred different directions, as is my way at parties, making sure my guests were comfortable and had something to eat. Oh, goodness, I gasped and put a claw to my heart. You gave me such a shock. Henry said nothing for a moment, and when he did, he sounded so terribly formal. I had heard that southerners were that way, so it did not really surprise me. I have come to slay you, dragon. Dragon? Oh, I'm so terribly sorry. Where are my manners today? I apologised with a smile. I gave him my best curtsy and started over with an introduction. My name is Gwyneth Binon, but you may call me Gwen. Everybody does. Henry stuttered for a moment and opened his visor. He had handsome, green eyes and a ruddy moustache. His complexion looked a bit pale, and I guessed him to be shy. I am Sir Henry of the land of Glamorgan. Oh, the South! I knew it! I was so excited that I could not help interrupting. I've never met a Southerner before, and certainly never at night. I blushed bright yellow and put my claws over my mouth. Oh, please forgive. Whatever can I do for you, Sir Henry? I batted my eyes and waited for him to continue. The king has sent his four bravest knights to the corners of the land, he explained, and waited for me to see where he was leading. When he saw that I was confused, he continued. Sir Richard to Porthmadog, Sir George to Pendine, Sir Arthur to Ebuvale, and myself here to to, to, to slay you. Oh, what unfortunate timing, I exclaimed. I only wish I had known. Meyer and Bronwyn are already here. Meyer peeked around the corner and I waved her closer. Meyer, come here. You must meet Sir Henry. The king has sent him to slay me. Oh, what a lovely sword, she gasped. Would you mind? she said, taking it from his hand. Gwen, dear, did you see the workmanship on this sword? It's absolutely spiffing. Henry stared at Meyer for the longest time. I can't really blame him. She is a stunning creature. Her scales are deep, ruby red, and in the sunlight they gleam like wet paint. She is slim in the waist, and her wide wings are jet black. Not that I'm jealous of my best friend, mind you. And this handle? Did you see the intricate wirework? Meyer brought it closer and held it to the light. Oh, yes, indeed, I had to agree. You must think us so provincial, Sir Henry. We've always heard about the Glamorgan artisans, but I've never actually seen any of their works before. I slapped my forehead. My Lloyd, this is Sir Henry. Sir Henry, this is Meyer, the dragon of Ebu Vale. Actually, I'm from Nantiglo, she explained. It's a little village just outside of Ebu Vale. 
You really must come visit if you ever in Gwent. Bronwyn, come here and meet Sir Henry, I called. Sir Henry? Why, what lovely armour, she said. Yes, and you must see his sword, Meyer added. This is a real work of art, Bronwyn said, turning the delicate weapon over in her large claws. Sir Henry said that the king himself sent Sir Richard to slay you in Portsmouth, I told her. It was Sir Richard, wasn't it, Sir Henry? Yes, ma'am, he managed. Oh, goodness, no. I didn't even tidy up before I flew here, Bronwyn said, clapping her claws to her charcoal-coloured cheeks. How very embarrassing. Oh, pish. If I know you, you could probably eat off your floors. To Henry, I explained, Bronwyn is a lovely crag in the mountains. You can see the sea from her nest. Bronwyn blushed and tugged at the knight's arm, trying to lead him back to the dining room. You must have had an exciting journey. Tell us about it, please. Henry's cheeks grew rosy. I haven't come here to tell stories. I've come here to slay a dragon. Oh, that's right. Presently, the kettle began to whistle. Botheration, let me get that. Why don't you slay Meyer, Sir Henry? Meyer sighed. I don't want to sound like a stick in the mud, but I just flew in from the Ronda. I really am quite exhausted. Why don't you slay Bronwyn instead? Oh, no, I couldn't, Bronwyn giggled, covering her face with her claws. Besides, it just wouldn't be right. We're only guests after all. Oh, very well. Why don't you slay me after tea, Sir Henry? Bronwyn led him away and twittered questions about the South. Milk a lemon in your tea, Sir Henry? I called after them. Sir Henry sat politely at the table, looking only a little uncomfortable. His eyes darted occasionally between the lace-trimmed tablecloth, my other guest, and the Thou Shalt Not embroidered text on the wall. What a marvellous tea service, Meyer said. Wherever did you find it? Oh, do you like it? I couldn't help but smiling. Mrs. Morgan down in the village fired them just for me. And these cucumber sandwiches are beautiful, Bronwyn said, taking her eyes from Sir Henry for only a moment. God bless her, she could be such a flirt. I hope you don't mind, Sir Henry. I used your sword to slice and butter the barabrith. He looked pale again. I washed it and put it in the drying rack beside the sink. Now you mustn't dash off and leave without it. Oh no, you mustn't dash off at all, Bronwen said, shamelessly putting her claws over his hand. We were just waiting for Baynard so we could begin our weekly bridge game. I snapped my claws. Sir George must have caught up with Baynard before he left Pendine. That would explain why he's so late. You're right, Bronwyn giggled. Oh, Sir Henry, you must be my partner instead. Please say you will. I exchanged places with Bronwyn and Henry finally conceded to her relentless wheedling. He took off his elm and gauntlets and proceeded to shuffle. Despite the large deck, Henry had little difficulty. He held the stacks with his elbows and feathered the cards with each hand. Meyer cut and Henry dealt. Tell us of the Glamorgan castles, please, Sir Henry, Bronwyn begged. We've heard all about them, but we haven't been so far south yet. Henry told us tales of Glamorgan, and we sat in rapt fascination. He really is a wonderful storyteller once he loosens up. He told us of carnival and of court, but only when Meyer Pride did he confirm some of the scandalous rumours we had heard. Did she really go on holiday with the Duke, Sir Henry? Meyer asked. I saw them get in the carriage together myself. <laughs> and do please call me Henry. But isn't the Duke old enough to be her father? Bronwyn giggled. Henry blushed and sloughed a high spade. Well, you didn't hear any of this from me, he added. 
When the game was over, Henry collected his gear and headed back to Glamorgan. He even kissed the back of Bronwyn's claws on his way out. Meyer and I kept our laughter to ourselves. Oh, he forgot to slay you, Meyer reminded me. Oh, botheration. I do hope he doesn't go all the way back to Glamorgan before he recalls. Well, I suppose he will just have to come back then, I said, collecting up the dishes. Now what would slaying be, I wonder? Bronwyn asked, her voice somewhat dreamy. Meyer shrugged, and I shook my head. I haven't the faintest idea. I assumed it was some sort of Glamorgian ceremony. It's the first time I've heard of it. So sorry I'm late, Baynard called as he entered my cavern. Baynard, Meyer roared, and squeezed him tight. We were afraid you would not make it. I'm dreadfully sorry, he said. I was just getting ready to leave when a nice young man from Glamorgan popped by. That must have been Sir George, I said. His friend Sir Henry was just here. Let me put the kettle back on. Oh, did I miss him? Baynard said, looking around for our former guest. He did mention something about the other knights being on a quest as well. Henry said something about slaying Gwen, Bronwyn tittered. Have you ever heard of such a thing? Baynard scratched the bright green scales behind his ear as he thought. I can't say as I have. So what is Sir George like? Meyer asked. Oh, he's a wonderful chess player, Baynard said, booming a laugh. I could tell he was playing down to my level and he still cleaned the table with me. One lump or two? I asked Baynard when he looked up. One, please. Oh, what a lovely tea service, he added. Wherever did you find it? This was Dragonslayer by Greg Luterman, read for you by Kaki, your faithful fireside companion. For more stories, you can find us wherever you get your podcasts or on the web at thevoice.dog. Thank you for listening to The Voice of Dog.